Tonight's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, brought to you as always by ZipRecruiter. The best teams start with great talent, like the New England Patriots. They've won six Super Bowls. Guess who might be coming back, Kyle? Who? Martellus Bennett? Danny Amendola. Very good. There's been mutual interest on both sides. Incredible. You know why he wants to come back? Because it's a great team with great talent. No one knows the importance of talent more than ZipRecruiter. They deliver qualified candidates fast. So effective, their technology. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. My listeners can try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Meanwhile, SeatGeek, as always, without fail, the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. March Madness coming up. Tickets will be available for a lot of games. For $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event, use promo code BS. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. We're also brought to you by the world's greatest website, TheRinger.com. Sports, pop culture, tech, all kinds of stuff. We had a great week last week. Lots of fun stuff to read. Um, If you check my Twitter, I'll always tweet some of the best stuff that we have. Not all of it because you can't tweet all of it. All this stuff's great. The Ringer Podcast Network as well where you can find a little podcast that we like to call The Rewatchables doing broadcast news this week, which is one of the best movies of the last 35 years. I hope you watched it. Um, also, Bachelor Party. Last episode, season finale of The Bachelor, Monday night on ABC. If you saw our Hulu, shoe, uh, our Hulu show, can I steal you for a second? It was running all week. It was on their main page and everything. I was really delighted to see everybody. So you have one more day to watch that. And then after you watch the season finale of The Bachelor, you can listen to Juliet Lippman on Bachelor Party. You can also listen to One Shining Podcast as we head toward March Madness. Right, Kyle? Yes, you can. Twice yeah. a week. Yeah. Mark Titus was on last week. They are coming twice a week if you want to know who to pick for your pool. If you want to know who, who's winning the title. All that stuff. Listen to One Shining Podcast. Listen to The Ringer NBA Show as well where we are chronicling the demise, I repeat, the demise of the Los Angeles Lakers. The demise, it's a decade long demise. Put it in a big Gatorade bucket and pour it on me. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. How's <laughs> the LeBron James era for you? Uh, this is Celtics fan Bill talking, not, uh, not, not sports media Bill talking. I just, I just love when the Lakers are doing well. It really makes me happy. The Lakers and the Yankees just puts a smile on my face when it's not going well for either of those teams. It really does. Uh, coming up, we are trying something. You might have heard the Rewatchables podcast. Very well-loved podcast, I should say, on the Ringer Podcast Network. We're trying something called the Sports Rewatchables it's a little gimmick. We're going to do a couple of these. Um, we are also doing it on Wednesday on the Ringer NFL feed. Robert Mays and Kevin Clark are breaking down the 2013 NFC title game between Seattle and San Francisco, a classic. Thursday on the Ringer MLB show, Michael Bauman and Mallory Rubin discussing game six of the 2011 World Series between Texas and St. Louis. And on Friday on the Masked Man show feed, David Shoemaker, special guest Zach Linder, unpack WrestleMania 30. We're concentrating on just a couple games that we love from this decade. 
as we are in 2019 and the decade is coming to a close. Um, I was going to ask One Shining Podcast to pick one of their favorite games in this decade, but it just would have led to too many meetings. I think it would have thrown <laughs> Titus out of rack. He's written columns two straight weeks. I didn't, I didn't want to upset the apple cart. But uh, coming up, me, Chris Ryan, Joe House, breaking down what I think is the greatest what-if game of this decade. Golden State, Oklahoma City, Game 6, 2016. It is known as the Clay Thompson game, but we all rewatched this and we had many more thoughts than that. Create a little gimmick for it, some categories. It's a work in progress. If you like uh, if you like the categories, if you think of any categories that we could do, because I want to do a few more of these basketball games. So if you have any ideas for categories, um, email us at themailbag at theringer.com. Anyway, here we go. The sports rewatchables. But first, Pearl Jam. <laughs> All right, this is a special edition of the Sports Rewatchables. It's the first one we've ever done. Created a format for it. I have no idea if it's going to work. We picked Oklahoma City Golden State Game 6, 2016. One of the most influential NBA games in recent modern history. More commonly known as the Clay Thompson game, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I was surprised rewatching it that it's more than the Clay Thompson game. There's a lot going on. To set the scene, 73 win Warriors. Curry had a little knee injury, came back, but now in the conference finals, uh, he was relatively healthy. Durant and Westbrook, their last run together. OKC takes a three to one lead. They lose in game five. Durant has 40, but they can't get really there. They couldn't quite get over the hump. We'll talk about that in a second. Goes back to OKC. This is it. Here we go. Durant and Russ about to take control of the West. Uh, what jumped out as you as you rewatch this game? Well, I gotta be completely honest. It's the first time I've seen this game in some ways. So I was actually at a wedding this night, mm. and it was right before we launched the Ringer. And I watched it on Twitter and on ESPN on mobile, and uh, at Amanda Dobbins's wedding in upstate New York. Oh wow! During the NBA playoffs, yeah, man, that's a violation. I know nah, that's a but, violation. Uh, but I obviously eventually had pieced it together and then got to watch the whole thing start to finish for this. And the first thing that jumps out is just how it just seems like it's a completely different universe, even though it's only three years ago. Yeah. Uh, even everything basketball seems a little that's different. That's what I was going to say is like mm-hmm. the spacing is a little worse. The like the, even the aesthetics of the game are a little bit different than they are now. Um, but you also just get a sense of like these guys all on the cusp of a huge change. You know what I mean? And this is, it's, it's kind of hard to choose in this game. I was probably pulling for the thunder here, but it's like kind of watching your two kids. Like there wasn't like a villain in this series. It was actually these two like effervescent homegrown teams pretty much really going at it at like the top of their athletic ability and their passion for the fan base. So that's what I like. The observation about the athletic ability, what I was reminded of uh, watching, what really struck me, the two guys that leapt off the screen at me, Draymond Green, mm-hmm. his his speed. Younger Draymond. The yeah. younger Draymond, his speed, his ability uh, to initiate offense. Rip the ball out of the net and go flying right up the court. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And by the way, he'd been in a huge slump in that series, but yeah, his... I mean, I think the thing that jumped out to me just had have not having seen that game in a while behind besides all the obvious stuff we're gonna talk about, just how 
how big OKC was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ibaka, and, Adams, and what Westbrook a bad matchup that was for uh, for Golden State, where they they're throwing Ibaka, Adams, and Durant together for long stretches of time, and then bringing Ennis Cantor in, and then even Robertson playing freaking two guard, yeah, and then Westbrook as a six foot three point guard, and it's just. It was the worst possible matchup for Golden State in every conceivable way. And Westbrook's way. out there playing like Brian Dawkins. I mean, right. how many you don't see it in the play-by-play, like the the written-out play-by-play that they have, but so many of these sequences maybe don't end with, but include Curry colliding into three guys yeah. who are like a foot who taller than him, standing with That's their right. arms and like him this. like hitting the deck. You know, yeah. a lot, a lot. That was what really I loved about this was it was closeout basketball, and it was. They were like no team wanted to give an inch. So you just see a lot of guys hitting the deck in this. There was game. that one that one clip they showed. Curry's going in and Durant block Durant basically blocks him like this. And they show a replay of the camera over the basket looking down on it. And he's going up. And Durant looks like he's Bill Russell crossed <laughs> yeah. with like, you know, plastic man. He's way up and just comes right down on it. It's like, wow, these guys are about to become teammates. <laughs> that, which is the as you're uh, sitting here in the last couple of days watching it, you're like, oh my god, these are these are about to be. Yeah, yeah, the shadow of this is that Durant's going to be with these yes. guys. Yeah, in a couple in a couple weeks, and now that you're watching the context of, you know that they have had all these texts and Draymond's recruiting them, and there's Harrison Barnes who made a couple of big threes in that game, by the way. But they're recruiting Durant to come. I really wonder, Durant is atrocious in this game, which we'll dive into. Yeah. But I really wonder if that affected him mentally in some way because this is the worst game. I was shocked by how bad he was in this game. He has one burst where I think he scores 10 points where he looks pretty like Durant. much yeah. in a row. And he looks like, oh, he's going to do it. You know, I mean, we're going to break this down from so many different angles. You can see in a weird way, like, just the, they're, they're banging their head against the ceiling of what you can do with Durant and Westbrook on the floor at the same time because there's just no offense to speak of, which was always the problem, yep. whether it was Brooks or Donovan coaching the Thunder. And on the other hand, this is really like the amount of cutting and crazy off-the-ball stuff they're doing on the Warriors and Draymond being the point forward at the top of the key and just like hitting all these guys off back screens. And it's kind of like, Princeton-y, it's, it's just so beautiful to watch the Warriors play at this point. Yeah. I, I, I want to, uh, the, the interesting thing to me is we've just observed the, the sort of glaring weakness of, of Oklahoma City. And I wondered before sitting down, I worried about confirmation bias. Like, yeah, am yeah. I going to watch this and uh, have these biases that are mature biases for me now against Billy Donovan, against Oklahoma City, against Westbrook, the combination of Westbrook and KD? I know so much about that. Am I going to watch this game and not be able to take a step back? And instead of confirmation bias, I just got confermation. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, really, yeah. It, it, it like they're standing around. And by the way, KD sucked. And they they had all that standing around offense, and they were up seven points with five minutes and 20 seconds left. Oklahoma City had that game won through three and a half, three and three have, quarters, quarters. We're going through all of it. Let's... Let's set, let's set a little big picture context. Heading into this series, Golden State was 81 and 11 and had a real chance to go, I don't know, 89 and 13 or yeah. 89 and 12 or maybe even 89 or 11. The Bulls were 87 and 13. So they they only played 100 games in a season where they won the <laughs> title and they won 87 of them, which is amazing. Um, we didn't see this OKC thing totally coming in the moment. Yeah. 
OKC, 55 and 27 that year. Billy Donovan's first year. The Durant thing was kind of hanging over. It did kind of start to feel like the wire season three in a lot of ways. I remember making a lot of jokes about it of how long can Stringer and Avon really hold this together. And then San Antonio, the which thing. was 67 and 15 that year, which I had forgotten. They, they were won 67 games. Yeah. Now, boy, is this it's the year tied that Park, two. Parker gets hurt in the playoffs that year? I think Parker got hurt. Yeah. It was tied 2-2. And then OKC blew him out. Yeah. We couldn't day. believe it. They yeah. didn't just well, blow them out. I couldn't they, believe it. They they figured them out. They, they figured did. them out. It was kind of like one of those series, is, and this is actually like one of the coolest things. Like it, playoff series can go on too long, and I, I kind of wish there was a more efficient way of determining basketball playoffs sometimes. But the moment where you can see like there's just no solve for Ibaka like being on the floor in that Spurs series, you're just like ah crap. And I was right. texting with our buddy Tyler Parker, who's from Oklahoma, and he was like, Cantor destroyed the Spurs. Yeah, in that in that series, like they like they just didn't have answers for Oklahoma's personnel. So goes in, but we said Golden State still heavily favored. Goes in, OKC wins three of the first four. They won the first game by six in uh, Golden State. Katie and Russ were only seventeen for fifty one, which was a bad sign in retrospect. But thirty two to seventeen free throw advantage. Game two, Golden State blows them out. They win by twenty seven. Game three in Oklahoma City, OKC wins one thirty three to one hundred five. 63 points for KD and Russ, 52 to 38 rebound advantage. Game four, OKC wins by 22. Mm -hmm. Russ put up the 36-11-11. They out-rebounded him by 16 again, shot 43 throws. Draymond in those two games was two for 16, minus 73, plus minus. (laughs) (laughs) That can't be real. And how is ca- that real? Are there 73? Yeah, 48 plus 48 yeah. is 92. He was so minus- we came out of those games and and people were just like, OKC's too big for them. Yeah. They've figured it out. Like they just they have too much length. This isn't gonna happen. I went to game five. Um, and I really thought OKC was gonna win. And watching the game, I think OKC thought they were gonna win. They were locked in. I remember watching Durant, how he was leading the team. Durant had 40, missed some shots, but uh but Russ didn't have a good game. KD and Russ, 23 for 59 together. Curry and Clay had 58 points. Bogut with the 15-14. Mm-hmm. So they intentionally went bigger. Draymond got going a little bit. But I think the feeling was OKC is going to win game six. And the ha- this is the most amazing thing ever. Golden State's going to win 73 games and not make and the finals. And losing the conference finals. Right. Holy fucking shit. Yep. How healthy is Curry? So we go into this game. And I got to be honest, watching every minute of this again, OKC gags. This is a gag job by them. This is a first class Heimlich that really should be mentioned when we talk about like some of the great chokes we've had so, in NBA playoff history. This is up there for me. The only counterpoint you have to this is they're facing the two greatest shooters in the history of the league. And that, got- that, that lead, there is no lead that is safe. Like in my mind, I almost felt like going like, Oh, they must have been up like fifteen or twenty at some point, right? Like it's like that lead is not safe with Steph and Clay. How yeah, many times have we got seen it. them? They never got it higher than thirteen. First quarter, we we have categories, whole bunch of stuff coming up. First quarter, they're up twenty three twenty after the first quarter. Durant was two for seven in the first four minutes, two for nine in the first quarter. The Warriors were eight for twenty four shooting. Steph was zero for three with two turnovers. Their crowd is going. Bonkers, ape shit, DEFCON one, yeah. loudest ever. And they're only up mom three. and brother in the front row. Oh my God. Flipping out. Like they're standing the entire this game. Is it. This side. is their coronation yeah. game. 
and they're only up three. Everything has gone wrong for Golden State. That's red flag number one. Second quarter, they take 29 and 20 lead, timeout Warriors. And it there is this feeling, and I remember in the moment, then rewatching it, there's this feeling for about five minutes there that the game is about to become OKC by 20. There's this couple spots. So you have 29, 20 timeout Warriors. 33-21, OKC gets a stop, come down, waiters in the corner, wide open, air ball. If he makes that, they're up 15, the crowd's going completely bonkers. Golden State had him as 16 of 19 at that point in a, on a streak. And then the other big one, 41 to 28, 430 left. Adams has this monster dunk over Draymond, yep. which was the iconic dunk from this game. KD makes two straight. Um, Clay and Curry have seven points total at this point. 430 left. And it's like, I really feel like one more three in this game's probably over. And instead, here's what happens. Clay hits three threes over the next two minutes mm -hmm. and sucks them back. And by the time we get to halftime, it's 53 to 45. Barnes gets a three-point play right at the end of the first half. And it's 53-48 at halftime. And you watch it, you're like, how is OKC not up by 20? What right. is happening well, here? And that, that, that's the thing about the Splash Brothers teams is that like you can watch them and they can kind of be crapping around for a little while and then it just takes two or three possessions. And you're like, oh, this was Clay. The, the other thing uh, about that particular version of Golden State was their ca capacity to, I, I don't know what the right way to describe it is, like all of a sudden they would play defense with a different, they would throw a defensive that scheme. Little switch, yeah. They yeah. would have a defensive switch that had the, now the two games that they lost, they got blown out by in, in yeah. Oklahoma City. Both of those, the tipping point was like right around 15 points. Yeah. And for whatever reason, Golden State, uh, and I don't know what, you know, might have been behind the scenes there. It it will it was it had the feeling of give up when yeah. they got to that fifteen. But point But this level. time, back to the well, didn't give up. So goes to halftime. Golden State has ten turnovers. They're being outscored thirty to fourteen in the paint. They've made they're nine for twenty one from three, mm -hmm. and that's what's keeping them in. Now at halftime, Barkley eviscerates KD. Yeah. Says, that's right. Says he played awful. He's doing hero ball. He's not moving the ball. He's not trusting others. KD was six for 19 in the first half. And it was half. such a hit job. They asked Billy Donovan about it at halftime. Before yeah. third quarter starts, I think Aldridge is like, I asked Billy Donovan about what Charles Barkley said. Like, that's that's nuts. I got to say, it is the worst I've ever seen KD play. He's just forcing stuff with double teams, and he just seems completely discombobulated and not like himself. Uh, currently had two field goals in the first half, both threes. Goes to the third quarter. Clay hits the first two threes of the first minute. And then by midway through the third quarter, it's 59-57. Golden State's leading. Mm -hmm. And it's starting to feel like, oh, man, OKC missed their, missed their window. Um, Golden State basically doesn't score except for Curry for the last six and a half minutes. Curry scores 14 in the 30, is 11 straight. He's the only Warrior who scores in the last 630. In OKC, Durant starts to get going. It's starting to feel like they're going to pull away again. It's 89-81 now, fourth quarter, nine minutes left. <gasps> OKC's up. OKC's 89-81. Yet again, Klay Thompson hits the th first of three straight threes. That's the one from like five feet beyond the top of the key, right? No, no, that we haven't gotten there okay. yet. He hits three threes. The third one, it's almost like he's not looking, and they come out of commercial, and Marv Albert says... 
this is one of the most incredible three-point shots I've ever seen. He wasn't looking at the basket. Like even Marv Albert has seen everything. Because um, it was this single motion. He caught the ball. This was actually, I hate to do this. I'm sorry to all the podcast listeners. This is a play that you and I used to run college. Yeah, no, we did. We did. <laughs> I would come off the elbow. Yeah. Uh, and you shooting. would know, and I would be catching and shooting in one motion. It was, yeah. it's all, his shooting motion is almost like a rip move from it's like outside. A catch, it's a catch, catch and shoot, shoot motion. Yeah, it's like he's, he's redirecting he's, the ball. He's gathering. Yeah. He's, he, it's all in one, and he knows he's turning, and he knows where the, where the basket is. So 91, 84, seven minutes left, a little back and forth. 9387 with 548 left. Adams gets fouled, makes the first one. Now it's 9487. At that point they have an 88% win expectancy. I don't really like win expectancy, yeah, but 2016 that just put in wasn't a great year for win expectancy. <laughs> Draymond has five fouls. We have seen them tried out at this point. Azili, Verajao, uh Spades, Bogut, Spades. Oh, what are the it's just a murder platter. Poo poo platter we're getting into it. Um and at that point, you yet again think, okay, he's going to win. But Clay's kind of, you know, nearing the playoff record. Like, what, what more does this guy have in him? And then all hell breaks loose for the Thunder. Everything goes wrong. Clay driving layup. KD makes a make. Clay makes the iconic 30 footer, which we're going to talk about. 97 93, Curry hits a three. 97 96, OKC is a great defensive sequence. Bad Igudala three. Now they have the ball. Up one, OKC three minutes left, they fuck it up. Huge KD turnover, leads to a Curry three. Curry six for 13, 20 points in the second half at this point. 99 all, 247 left. And then it goes back and forth and Golden State ends up pulling it out. And the crowd is slowly dying as it's happening. Um, the biggest play of this whole thing was Iggy strips Russ. Mm-hmm. Then it comes down, hits Clay in the transition three in front of the bent, which was another one of those catch and shoots. All of a sudden, Golden State's up three. KD misses a three. Curry misses layup. Russ loses the ball. Clay misses the three. KD loses it again. Curry hits the dagger banker in traffic, up five, game over. Uh, last six minutes of the game, Clay and Curry had 18 points and four threes. Jesus. KD and Russ were a combined one for six with six turnovers. In the last six minutes of the game, uh, Clay Thompson started out two for 10, finished 41 points, 14 for 31, 11 for 18, three point field goals, 26 in the second half, 19 in the fourth. Curry was a 31, 10, and nine, six for 14 from three. KD and Russ, want to guess total combined field goals? Uh, it was something like, I bet like 20, 20 for. 55 or something like that. 20 I, I, for 58. Yeah, yeah. Right. One for 13 from three. OKC, three for 23. From three. Three point land. Yeah. Well, and that's the, why they lost. And that's, that's also the story of basketball going forward. That's now, true. And the craziest thing is they still almost won. They yeah. had the lead with three minutes left and their top two guys are playing like dog shit. And Clay Thompson is setting a playoff record for threes, and they still almost win. But the thing is, is that by the end of that game, they were not getting their drives. Those guys have both played 40-plus. Yeah, they were. They were not getting to the hoop anymore, and they couldn't shoot from outside, and mid-range jumpers are nothing. You cannot bring mid-range jumpers to a knife fight with Clay and Steph. It's the single biggest indictment of that team and its coach and its leadership they never came up with a plan B. I mean, I want to, this is a goofy analogy, 
But it's the same reaction I have to watching Virginia play in the NCAA tournament. Mm. They play the way that they play, and they don't have a plan B when their plan A doesn't work. So Virginia was set a historical precedent last season in the NCAA tournament by losing to a team that made threes and they didn't make their own threes. And I watching the last four minutes of this game, and how many times have we been together? This three of us in the, the extended Ringer podcast universe, the last four minutes of basketball games that matter, that's nut-crunching time. How are you going to score the basketball? Mm-hmm. How yeah. are you going to score? And you know what? You think about what the iconic Durant moments are over his time in the Warriors. They're all from behind the arc. So those daggers from behind the arc in the finals. It's like getting him good looks Transition, Where they mean the trailers. Most. Yes. And they're freeing. He's been he has had a liberation uh, experience. He's been liberated with yeah. Golden State. I would he's say, not been carrying Golden State through those games, you know? I wonder, there's just so many bad habits built up over just a bad way of playing basketball, and they just all manifested themselves at the end. At the same time, I did watch Coach Nick's breakdown mm-hmm. on YouTube. Coach, Coach Nick, Nick B-ball breakdown. B-ball breakdown. So good. And he's just going through the last five minutes and all of the spacing disasters that are happening with OKC where you have, you're giving the ball to Durant, but Abaka and Adams are on the same side of the court with him, just with bringing their two guys over and also yes. clogging the lane. It's like, what's he supposed to do? Um, he still played terribly though. What are they doing though? That's the, that's the point. It's four minutes left in the basketball game. You have the lead. Why is it that, that Abaka and Adams are on the same side of the court and and KD's penetrating well, to that so, side. What is going on? What's the plan? So now three years later, Abaka's twenty five feet from the basket as a shooter. Yeah, and that's the difference in this game. I also think that the the value proposition that the Thunder made was that we will overwhelm overwhelm you with athleticism, and, and especially in that gym where you're basically like in the middle of like a, a like a storm when you're playing. Yeah, and then. As you get to the end of the game, maybe the like the energy's a little bit like you're losing your legs a little bit. That same athleticism and that same energy can kind of work against you when what you really need is precision and and to be yeah, it's calm. True. You know, like this is and I, I and that's kind of like I he's one of my favorite basketball players, but that's going to be the knock on Westbrook until he it's not. It's like he just will run into a wall. And be like, wow, who put that wall there? You just described whenever we get to the point where we get to give out our, our play of the game awards, um, exactly the context for for what I believe happened for my play of the game, what I believe was the play of the game. Okay, we'll hold that. Yeah, yeah they only got rebounded them by five in this game. They had 16 offensive rebounds, and that's why you have the size. They're taking terrible shots, but a lot of the times they're getting second chances. Mm-hmm. And there's that one sequence in the fourth quarter the last time they score, actually, with um, three minutes left, it's it's a. I wrote down fourth chance layup from Roberson. KD misses. Russ gets stripped. KD misses again, and then Ru- and Roberson finally ends up getting the the fourth chance layup. But the length was enabling the second chances, but it was also enabling really bad basketball. I I can't believe. Another thing I thought of watching this, like I just can't believe they never figured out a smarter way to play KD and Russ together. Yeah, and why they just didn't have them in pick and roll all the time. And um, you have to imagine it. Billy Donovan seems like a. I, I just have to imagine it was a personal preference thing. It was like a. It was a Durant Westbrook and possibly Westbrook, just saying this is how I play. You well, know you I mean? know, I, I agree. But off this point, you watch OKC now. 
with George, who's basically putting up the exact same numbers as Durant. And they play differently than we saw in this game. They're spaced better. Yeah, but you know what I mean? The way they Russ play. Russ has also had PRP since then. You know what I mean? Like, he he doesn't, he's not the same player. He's not the same athlete, yeah. But it's, it is not. It's like watching, like, like peak Brian Dawkins out there with, like now. Like, he is. He, he almost actually seems too athletic. <laughs> <laughs> he has a couple of plays where he's going to the basket and he's going faster than a human body should go and he's just whipping it against the he backboard. He grabs a steal at one point off of a of, of a pass where like, I think it was in transition and he like emerges out of thin air and rips the ball out of the air like mid-pass and it's just like, the, the camera doesn't have him on frame and he yeah. appears and then drives to the hoop and gets like an and one. It's just like, you don't see guys like that. Well, we're talking about really, I think like a, a maturity for him that was maybe forced upon him a little bit because of the, the slight diminishment in his athleticism yes. comparing the, the current version of Westbrook yeah. against that version He's been of Westbrook. A little bit, yeah. But look, here's the thing that I, I will be my complaint. What's the point of having a coach if you if you're going to let your two best guys basically dictate the most important portions of the game, the last four minutes of the game? Well, why have a coach? He, he could just go down the tunnel if you're just going to have those two guys pick which side they're going to shoot a bad mid-range jumper from. They were blowing leads a lot of that seat. Like, they blew a lot of leads in that regular season. And, you know, this is – these are the, the – I think Spurs, Thunder, and and uh, the Warriors, I thought, were the three best teams I saw that year. And then, yeah. obviously, the Cavs are, like, to have a miracle in the finals. But, yeah. man, I mean – I just felt like they, that that was their their fatal flaw was being able to close games and having some coherence in what they were playing was at the end of games. Game seven, OKC led for most of the game, which I forgot. They were up by 13 in the second quarter. They were up eight halfway through the third and then just kind of ran out of gas. And it was the same stuff. Curry finished with uh, 36.73s. It was the hero of that game. Uh, there's more meat to pull off this bone, but I think it's easier just to go to the categories. Hey, let's take a quick break to talk about Belvedere. Produced in one of the world's longest-running distilleries, Belvedere Vodka is the world's finest all-natural vodka. Did you have any Belvedere this weekend, Kyle? Believe it or not, I did, Friday night. Of course you did. Part of a 600-year Polish vodka-making tradition, Belvedere is made with non-GMO, Polish rye, pure water, no additives, recognized for quality. Belvedere was named the ISC World Vodka Producer of the Year in 2015, 16, and 17. Enjoy a delicious cocktail with Belvedere Vodka today and remember to drink responsibly, always, always drink responsibly. And while we're here, the Sports Rewatchables, Ringer NFL feed Wednesday, Mays and Clark, 2013 NFC title game, Seattle and San Francisco. Thursday, Ringer MLB show, Bauman and Mallory, game six, 2011 World Series. Friday, Mass Man show, Shoemaker and Zach Linder unpack WrestleMania 30. It is Sports Rewatchables week here on theringer.com. Back to the pod. So the first category, most rewatchable sequence. I only have three. I, I'm fascinated by that OKC run I mentioned in the second quarter when they go up 41-28. Adams dunk, Durant, Durant, and it just seems like they're going to win the title. Yeah. It's yeah. really rewatchable. It's like, wow, this is as good as it's really ever going to get for this Oklahoma City run right here. Uh, Clay's... Clay makes 11 threes and they're basically split into quadrants, but that 30 footer is out of control. Can we also just mention it's that he's, out of control. he's guarding Westbrook? Yeah. Like not for end. nothing, but yeah. like, he, it's not like he's like hiding in the corner on, on Roberson when this is over. Like he then goes down and claps and pulls his shorts up and guards Westbrook. Right. 
So he makes that 30 footer and you can see it's a wide, he's so far away that they're actually using the wider shot of the camera. So you can see the benches and Kerr's watching it and Clay makes it and Kerr just like starts walking. Like he's like Blair Witch. Like he's, <laughs> he's just like, he just, just going to the corner. Walks away. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, he yeah. wants to get mad at the shot, but it was also amazing, but he also doesn't want to do this. So he just kind of pulls into his body. That's a 30 footer. He's seven feet behind uh, the top of the arc. That might even be like a 31 footer. Um, that was one. The other one, the Iguodala strip, come down, throws it to Clay up, who just catch and shoots it right in front of the Warriors bench. And the Warriors bench is going like ape shit, and they're jumping around. That's super rewatchable. And then uh, Kerr's closer to finish it off, where it's just basically like the Kevin Love sequence in Game 7 against Cleveland that didn't go his way. But he's doing the moves, and then finally, I think he's got a Baca on him, and finally gets him and does the one-legged off the wrong leg, Nash banker yep. to clinch it. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. And I don't know how hurt he was because yeah. he definitely wasn't hundred percent. No. That's my question to you guys. I was uh, watching th that, that game. How, did, did it ever come out how like hurt he was? Did he ever talk about so it? So we have, we have that coming up. House. Oh good. I'm happy. Yeah. In the, yeah. that, there's that one sequence when he, I, I can't remember what point in the fourth quarter he, he finally gets it going. And then like, uh, I think Donovan calls a timeout right after, after Steph shot. And Steph just kind of rests on his his hands yeah. on his thighs mm -hmm. and doesn't move. And he's just like standing at half court. And then like after about five or six seconds, he like points up at the sky. And you're just kind of like, oh, man, like whatever's wrong with this guy is not wrong with him anymore. Yeah. You know, the like adrenaline is just taken <laughs> the adrenaline over. Took yeah. it over. So what's the most rewatchable for you, Chris? Uh, I actually so I, I actually have a, an, an addition to this. Let's uh, hear it. It's it's not even a sequence. It's a freeze frame. And it's it's the second uh, with 35 seconds left. Uh, Thunder are still just down three. <laughs> They're just down three. And uh, Durant grabs a board, basically like hands the ball to Westbrook. But doesn't see Draymond behind running him. Yeah. With, with like before he really has the ball. It's it's like, it's essentially like watching uh, a, a touchdown, like a goal line fumble because yeah. the running back isn't paying attention or the quarterback isn't paying attention. Or like those relay races where the sprinters, one yeah. the baton gets screwed up. And Draymond comes from behind and pokes it loose. And there's this second where if you freeze frame it, Durant just, his body dies. Like his arms just like flap at his sides and Westbrook looks up and Waiters kind of looks down and you can see like how, how symbolic that moment is for not only the end of Oklahoma City, but the beginning of this new era of the Thunder being a super team. Yeah. And you could even read into it like Draymond doesn't just steal the ball, he steals Durant right there. Oh, I like this. Oh, Chris Bryan. I'm just That's saying, I mean, good. like you can see Durant just be like, I can't do this again. I can't like mount another charge and find myself at this point in the season and have it end with this fucking guy running down the court without the ball in his hands. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what do you have, Fass? Uh, I like that um, sequence. 258 left in the game. Uh, Oklahoma City is up by three. They have the ball. And Durant is on the wing. And for the first time, and again, shouts to uh, uh, Coach Nick, B-Ball Breakdown. Um, Oklahoma, uh, Golden State throws a double team at KD on the wing that, that he hasn't seen yeah. virtually all game. And he panics. Curry comes up from the baseline uh, and, and, and uh, to, his, to KD's blind side. Yeah. And KD panics. The ball goes a terrible pass into the middle. To Ibaka. To he a, throws it behind him. Behind him. Iggy gets it. 
brings it down the floor. It's a Curry three. Yeah. Ties the game. The game is over. It was 99-96. VOKC scores there. They're up five with under three minutes. Exactly. And instead it's tied. Exactly. And Curry is now officially going to is the other problem. My most rewatchable is uh, I love I love the Iggy strip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clay just I don't know who else makes that three. Like you re- this game really made me think rethink like Clay's context in NBA history of like who could have made that shot. Yeah. Maybe Ray Allen. It's Ray Allen. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Ray Allen could not have guarded Westbrook. For the but who game. wouldn't yeah. have been guarding Westbrook <laughs> on the other end? Maybe Reggie. I Probably feel like Reggie, Reggie would have stutter stepped at first, and Those I think JJ Redick. Yeah, and oh. then I think JJ Redick could have made that. I shot. think in, okay. at some point during that run that Clay's on, Reggie mentions he's got. You know, this year he had uh, the third highest made threes in NBA history in a season, and then there's like a beat, and he's like. The other two seasons are Steph's. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. And now that's totally out the window. Uh, what's age the best? Other than the stuff we've already mentioned. Golden State gutting this one out with pretty limited coaching options. Here's what Kerr said. He said uh, afterwards, sometimes there's just a move like the Cleveland series the year before, even the Memphis series. We'll have Andrew Bogut guard Tony Allen. We'll have Andre Iguodala start against Cleveland open the floor. During that OKC series, it's like there just wasn't a move to make. We just had to play better. Man, they were so difficult to play. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. Like, he tried it. In this game, he plays 11 dudes. He, he basically empties his bench except for James McAdoo. And uh, and it basically came down to uh, Clay and Steph, can you guys make 17 threes? <laughs> I'm out of any yeah. other ideas. Can you guys just get scorching hot Cause, or else we're done? Maybe try harder on defense. Um, <laughs> what's that? It's like the uh, what's the Saturday Night Live sketch where they with Mickey Rooney where they're like genius acting. It's like genius coaching. Yeah. It's like sure. If I have the two best shooters of all time make seventeen threes, you're a genius. I've talked to him about this series, and I think we talked about it on the podcast too. And he's still kind of in awe of how just big and tall and scary that OKC team was. There really hasn't been. I'm not sure we'll see another team like that with that could throw out Ibaka, Adams, and Durant together. No, I mean, like, the, I the Sixers that are that again. long, but they're not as just... ferocious. There's not, they don't have the same energy. I mean, maybe we will see not that. Yet. I, I mean, remember, KD and, and Russ had already been to the finals what, at, by that point in their second. career. The Sixers don't have three guys like that. What do you mean? Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and uh, Embiid are pretty effing big. KD's seven feet tall. Adams is seven so feet is tall. And Ibaka's like 6'11". Yeah. These are like literally three seven footers. That's the closest. I mean, what what's the? I think Abaco is six ten actually. What's the Bucks front line? It's well, I mean, like Lopez isn't that intimidating though. Well, the Celts had Bird, Parish, McHale, but Bird was not like long. Sure, you know this would like the just having those six arms that are basically eleven feet in the air. What are you at thinking of there? Maybe a little Porter Gortat. You're just sucking How up the dare you? Line. How dare you? No, no. Yeah, I, I, just, it's a I'm Philly impressed sucker. by that by by what the Sixers did. Okay, I, I'm still impressed. Um. Clay's first 30-footer that we talked about earlier, Kerr said, I felt that I felt the game turn when Clay made one six feet behind the line. He wasn't really open. He caught the ball and just launched, and it was one of those shake-your-head shots. Now, as I said before, it wasn't a shake-your-head shot for Kerr. His, his whole his vertebrae left his body for a second. Um, another what's age the best for me. I just liked Durant and Westbrook and Ibaka. I liked watching those guys. I yeah. kind of just missed this team. 
And it made me think like, I, part of me wishes Durant never left. It would have been fun to just keep watching these guys, you know, and how many years do we have them? Five, six? I think I guess more than that because when Obaka showed up in 2009, so this was seven years. Yeah, but uh, I just enjoy I enjoyed that. If, the, if NBA teams are like gangs, this was like a fun gang. That's the thing that, that really jumped out at me, man. Is like, it, it, I know it's not the case. I know this is post, you know, Miami Heat, so it's not like the super team is this foreign concept. But these are two teams that were just like these Rubik's cubes of of team building, and they yeah. had some weird. Sort like they had some some thumbs that stuck out, like you know whether it's like the Verjao Spates kind of mix, or you know you got Randy Foy and Dion Waiters and Ennis Cantor is their bench, and they're still in this. Like they're they they're winning like sixty some games in a year, and it, there's there's something a little bit more organic about the two teams you're watching there than what you're right. watching now. It felt less eBay, where they yeah. feel a little bit like sure. in, c- conduct like in a lab experiment. Yeah. You know? Um. Another what's age the best. That that Adams dunk over Draymond at 35-28 made me think like just how athletic that guy used to be. He's still, I think he's still a really good center, but younger Adams. Do we was, think he's underrated? I think he is. I mean, he's too. really good in this game. I mm-hmm. agree. This is a th- I actually felt like the they should have posted him up more when I'm I was watching. You. I was like, yeah. could he have just gotten 30 points in this game? Although one of the things, one of the plays in the fourth quarter, he got the ball pretty, pretty uh, in a good position down low, close to the basket. And he went, he made a spin and I was like, oh God, I, I don't remember this. He's going to just, it's an easy layup. And he did this like follow Oh, did that? I remember that. He yeah. Why, why did he yeah, do yeah. that? It was yeah. like way up high. Maybe that's why they go to him. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Curry closing drive banker bangs home the point. He actually got shortchanged in the history of this game. It's just like this was the Clay game. Clay saved them. Clay, and then Clay did save them. Curry was fucking awesome in yeah. the second half of this game. Like this was, I think, one of the best halves of his entire career. And he's kind of the forgotten person in this. Well, because it's every, not fair. Well, I, no, I think it is fair because every one of Clay's baskets in the second half, he had twenty six points in the second half and nineteen points in the fourth quarter. Every one of those baskets was so meaningful. Yeah, right, he's it's the fire, true. he's like the only fireman responding in that. At that That's point, it. he's like the only guy with a hose just trying to keep the house. But from going Curry, out. like in the third quarter, like he he was the only guy who scored for like two thirds yeah. of the quarter, and then he made some really big shots in the last five. He gets a best supporting actor, I okay. think, for this. That's, Clay that, gets that best actor. Fair. I think Curry gets best supporting. Anything else is age the best for you? I would just say just really quickly, like uh, the pregame footage that they show before is oh, the, yeah. the Thunder guys coming back from Oakland late at night and getting greeted at the airport. By think, like by like hordes of Thunder fans. It seemed like thousands and of Thunder they're fans. They're all like kind of like touching hands with people through the chain link fence. And like you can see like Westbrook is like smiling and they're all like, I kind of, they're kind of like, yeah, we know we have this. It's really ours to lose here. Yeah. And that combined with the atmosphere inside the, the Chesapeake, was it the Chesapeake arena or whatever yeah. it is? Like it just feels very un NBA. It feels really special. And like, that's the thing I always really liked about that thunder era was the feeling like this was college for those guys. Yeah. For Westbrook and Durant and those guys. And that this was like, really like, 
their extended college. Well, you know what makes sense? That's the atmosphere. That's yeah. the reason. Yeah. That's those crazy rabid fans. That's that volume. Yeah. It's a college volume. It's a college energy in there. Well, and I think that's why it became so personal when Durant left. Yeah. Because yeah. you could feel it like through this whole game. The crowd is great and out of its mind. The only other one I wanted to mention for what's age the best, there, it's some turnover in the last like three minutes. <laughs> and you just, and it worse have the ball and Marv's resetting it. And you just hear this fan near Marv, it's, this young it's after the green, female. after green knocks the ball. I mean, it was after Westbrook. your play. Yeah. And some, some fan goes, Oh my God. <laughs> she screams it over and over again. Yeah. Because the, they've she sounds cheering. like she's being like, uh, like uh, robbed. Yeah. <laughs> it's they've stopped because the, the, the crowd is like, <gasps> and yeah. she's just going, Oh my God. Yeah. She, she has been robbed. She's been robbed <laughs> yeah, of her will to live. What's uh so what's age the best for you? I'm gonna go atmosphere. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I mean, you just hit six outstanding plays, all of which stand up. But what is happening in that it is like the first thing that you're struck by when when uh Oklahoma City has its first like run in the game. The volume is is out of the out of the TV screen. It actually might have thrown them off the atmosphere. It might have just been had too much energy. That's well, because there's one point in the second half, I think, where Ibaka's taking a foul shot and everybody shuts up for it. And you're like, Ooh, oh, whatever. I thought there was a truck idling outside it, of my house this whole this? time. Yeah. I told you guys before we started taping, I went to finals games there in 12. And it was so loud that you're, you actually like, your head hurt after. Mm -hmm. In a real way that like, I'm not sounding like a wimp, it's. I think they also, they might pump in some sound. I don't know. I've, I've never what heard of like sound the, like that. What are the, like, is there any comparable NBA gym? I think there, I think there are gyms that get louder. I think there's something about what they do in there that it's just more uncomfortable. It's not like, you know, you go to a Knicks game and you're like, this is fucking awesome. I love mm -hmm. this yeah, crowd. Right. But or that's like, like you're watching like a Broadway that. play The Warriors are like that. This is more like a din. And mm -hmm. it's just loud. It's constant. They're banging stuff. They're making like this noise. And um, you're just by the end of it, you just kind of need to go take a bath. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's age the worst? Katie and Russ, we talked about how bad they were down the stretch. Uh, OKC's offense, we talked about that as well. Uh, shout out to Coach Nick. Hack a bogut. Oh. Forgot about that. Me too. There's two different spots. And one time... Kerr actually frantically calls timeout so they won't do it again. It actually works. And you could make a case one of big, Billy Donovan's biggest mistakes was not going to hack a bogut more because he was atrocious. But I'd forgotten about how the 73 win Warriors were so much fun and hack a bogut was the third in the punch bowl of that season. <laughs> Golden State's big man group. Here we go, House. Festus Azili, Andrew Bogut playing on one leg. Maurice Spates, James McAdoo, Anderson Varejao. The spare ribs, the chicken wings, <laughs> the egg roll. A little, and, yeah, sautéed mushroom. I mean, that ultimately came back to bite them in the finals because yeah. in the last six minutes of game seven, there's a great they put Azili out there and it's a disaster. There's a great Azili moment in game six where he does something. It's before, I think he gets like a dunk or something, but before that, like he immediately comes out of the court and screws something up yeah. and gets a foul. And you could just see Draymond walk right up to him and just basically be like, do not fuck this up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to kill you afterwards. Yeah. Um, Semi-limited Steph Curry, but the adrenaline gets him going. But it did make me think like, 
I, I still don't know if that's an asterisk title. I feel like it is to some degree for Cleveland because Draymond got kicked out. No, no, there no. no. Asterisk. What are you talking about? Curry wasn't 100% healthy. No, you say that because you you guys had your preseason bet that year on the Warriors. Well, so let's go back through, out. like, yeah. It's like, what about the year the Thunder looked like final? the best team of all time and Baca goes out? You know what I mean? Like, there's... There's no such thing as asterisk, final. I yeah. can put an asterisk next to whatever I want. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you are the pod father. It's true. Um... Draymond was annihilated in this entire series. I just wanted to point that out for a what's age the worst. 35% field goal, 5 for 24 from 3. But on the other hand, you watch this and you're like, oh my God, he's a six, seven guy going against three seven-footers. A couple of times that he uh, loses it but has the wherewithal the to, run to run down to yeah. the other end of the floor and start screaming at his teammates so that he doesn't get in trouble. Yeah. Which is interesting Frame foreshadowing for, for game five, I guess, you know. What's age the worst? Also, Draymond Green in real life, because he just seems way more athletic in 2016 than he does now. That was a shocker. Yeah. This is a what's age the worst. Inactive for OKC that night. Mitch McGarry, 21st pick. Josh (laughs) Hustis, 27th pick. Clint Capella went 25th that year in the draft. So they took Mitch McGarry over Clint Capella. Uh, Joe Harris went 33rd in that draft. Jokic went 40. Wasn't the Eustace pick the one where they were like, we drafted a guy and then sent him to sent Greece him to G League to save some money? Yeah, yeah. Right. it was like a, it was a uh, financial decision. But Clint Capella over McGarry might flip this game. Did, mm. did they get nine minutes out of Clint Capella? Yeah, sure. So slightly, what's so. age the worst? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what's age the worst? Was this the year also that was the 2015 16 team the one that went for Powell? And Powell was like, I'm not going to come to Oklahoma. And that was yeah. like KD allegedly said, like, I couldn't even get Powell Gasol to come yeah. here. And like, I don't think it was allegedly. Yeah. Uh, what's age the worst? The answer is KD and Russ because they're really bad in this game. It's and, heartbreaking. And it's, it should be, it's in their first paragraph. You're home, it's 3-2. You're playing against, Curry's not 100% and everything's going right for you and you still can't win. There's also like, I, I think you, you could see a difference in, the way that Russ kind of carries himself after this season. Like not only because the injuries and maybe they've they've hobbled him a little bit, but I think that this whole thing with Durant just changes his personality or at least his, mm. like the way in which he deals with the media, the rest of the league. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because he Durant left. Yeah. And that the, the franchise went to him and said, please go have a triple double season. Yeah. It's the only way that we have a competitive basketball team. Yeah. And they won 46 games and he won the MVP and they won one playoff game. Right. So congratulations. KD was 10 for 31. Oof. It's a bad number. It's three assists. It's, it's even good. worse. Two turnovers. Half ass internet research. A couple good uh, pieces written about this game that, uh, that I cribbed from. Before game six, a Warriors executive soberly told Tim Kawakami, Tim Kawakami, sorry, Tim, Tim Kawakami, that a $44 million game was about to tip off, meaning if they won game six, the Warriors would get another home game in the finals, in the Western finals. And if they won that one, that meant at least two finals games. Mm. So it actually would have been more than $44 million. Um, Assistant coach Chris DeMarco had an idea during the day because they gotten killed in OKC twice. Let's flip sides of the court. They'd had such bad luck. 
for second half will be on our side of the court offensively. It was the first time they this did that. This is the that. golden era of like guys on Golden State having great ideas. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> hey, what if, what if we had peanut butter today? Oh, well, Christ. <laughs> Bogut said after fans behind their bench were hugging and yelling with five minutes left, three minutes left, whatever, we are going to the finals. Then Thompson went bonkers. Um, Joe Lacob, so odd, so indebted. The venture capitalist quite literally dropped to his knees and bowed before Thompson after the game. That's a little excessive. Oh, no, I, I mean, it. he should. Yeah, what are you talking on. about? Kerr said, um, in general, I think about losses more than I think about wins. Winning, you love it for the moment. You move on. You want to win again. Losing. I still think about the 1988 Final Four. It's never going to go away for me. Game seven of the 16 finals will never go away. That's part of sports. But I should probably think about game six a little bit more often. Interesting theme that you always hear from coaches. They dwell on the losses and they forget about the wins. Can I ask you just- I'm the opposite. I think about all of our wins at the, the ringer. Yeah. I don't dwell on the losses. Yeah. I think I just think about wins. That's why all the messages from you are always Flat like, hey, circle. Chris, great yeah. post. Flat circle, win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thompson said he rewatches game six sometimes when he's in a slump. Of course he does. What a, what a he, said, he said a few bad shooting nights, I'll watch those highlights. It's hard to get in that zone. The way I was moving, I was shooting no hesitation. I just try to look at what I did right that game and learn from it still this day. If I had that game, it would just be out on a loop in my house. <laughs> you, the just, you would have a dedicated walk in TV like, oh, for that's that. The, that's my 11's, 3's yeah. living room. Can I ask you a question? Do you think that if they don't sign Durant, this team as constituted remains a year, year after year title contender? Yes. 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 Unhesitatingly, unfailingly. Euro is a contender with that backcourt. Okay. And, you know, to be fair to Billy Donovan. Even if there is a Draymond drop-off. I mean, we assume that they would have, like, done something out, like, to take advantage of this. They'll they'll probably get creative with a couple people. Use the Draymond money for two guys. That will add up to something, would be my guess. I think they're a contender for as long as Curry and Clay are in their prime. Let's take a break to talk about Allbirds. They are dedicated to making stylish, comfortable footwear using premium natural materials designed for life's everyday adventures, like a soccer tournament on a very muddy field. I might have had an experience of wearing the Allbirds. Very comfortable, warm, made of wool, comfy. They look good, designed simply, no unnecessary logos. They come in a bunch of classic colors, limited edition shades like graphite, moonstone and marble. Wear them to work or play in the office, out on the town, better yet. Allbirds New Zealand Merino World requires 60% less energy to produce than typical synthetic materials used in shoes. You can feel good about wearing them. Allbirds Wool, even ZQ certified, grown on sustainable farms where they treat the sheep well. Allbirds believes that comfort, style, and sustainability don't have to be mutually exclusive. Head to allbirds.com to get your own very special, soft, and cozy pair of wool runners. And since we're here, don't forget about TheRinger.com, where right now you can read our reactions to the Antonio Brown trade, as well as the Lakers waving the right white flag, Jonathan Sharks on Jay Morant, Ja Morant, sorry. I always call him Jay. Ja. It's my it's my pronunciation dyslexia. Yeah. I know it's Ja Morant. It's like Ja Rule. Uh, oh. Sean Fantasy <laughs> wrote about Captain Marvel. Well, it's Ja. The, it how many ja. famous Jaws are there? Ja Morant and Ja Rule. You're right. That's really it. Well, I just laugh when I think of Ja Rule now. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, and Lindsay Zoleds wrote a great piece about the music of Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, and what we do with it right now, because I have no idea. Plus, a lot of good stuff coming on Monday, as always, on TheRinger.com. All right, back to sports rewatchables. 
New category, greatest what if sliding doors moment from the game. New category for I the sports this. rewatchables. The obvious answer, if OKC wins, does Durant leave? We haven't so. even talked about this yet. Been saving it. This is the underlying theme of this game is it completely changes the course of the decade in the NBA. Well, it's one half of the equation, to be fair. Because if Golden State wins against Cleveland, I don't think KD can be lured. You chewing gum? Yes. <laughs> chewing gum. I'm keeping it fresh. What are you? What are you like, What's wrong with being fresh? What are you, like a diner waitress? Has it impeded? <laughs> what's up, Flo? <laughs> How's chewing pie? gum? What's, what's the, what, why, why are we calling out my Are my you chomping personal? in the mic? No. Producer Leave Kyle. this in the podcast, Kyle. <laughs> when did I chomp? Go ahead, Flo. Take it out. I already took think, it out. Flo? It's right there. Um, Can I get a refill before so you, you get back to that, though? <laughs> so you think, you think Golden State, what was your point? If Golden State beats Cleveland and wins that title off the He can't go there. He won't. He can't go there. So it's a double what if. Yes, Do you it. agree with that? Uh, I agree that if they win this game, he stays at least for like a a one and one. He does a, a one and one or a two and one. Or two and like one. And I think if Golden State wins, it's that much more difficult for him to see. He like, goes to Boston. Yeah. So if he goes to Boston. <laughs> he goes to Washington. He goes home. No. I'm coming home. No, he told me he would go to Boston. So, he didn't even give Washington an interview. So if he goes to Boston, where does Al Horford go? So that was Straight the thing. Al Horford was like, if Katie had stayed, I would have gone to Oklahoma, right? Right, so that also could have happened. Katie, Horford was going to go to Washington. That was the comment. That was Horford the comp. was going to go to OKC because of Billy Donovan. Yeah. So now that next year <laughs> they, they have Stephen Adams, Al Horford, what Kevin happens Durant. to Ibaka? Maybe they get rid of him. I mean, because the cap jumped. So summer, I forgot to mention this. Summer 2016 cap jumps. But the thing is, is that like I just That's think also that they also the summer of Mahinmi. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they they this team got leveled by Durant's exit. You have to assume that eventually they would have hit on the right combination of some outside shooting, which has always been the Achilles heel for I agree team. with this. Would you rather have Paul George right now or Kevin Durant right now? Kevin Durant right now. 100%. No, I'm not even... Uh, I'd rather have Paul George... Under contract under for contract three Under contract for years. three years and, Diff- and, and not living in, the, in this day-to-day soap opera, well, for sure. I, I just want the guy that's been the finals MVP. Two consecutive years. I'd rather have I Durant like and George. I'd rather have Paul George for three years than Durant in a year-to-year soap opera. Okay. Whether he stays or not. That's a good yeah. answer. Okay. Um, Do you get the, the sense from when you when you've talked to him that he there's any regret that he that he didn't stay, or is it completely colored by the Oklahoma City? I think reaction? everything's too colored. Yeah. I, I, that's a question for ten years from now. Kerr said. This is nothing coming from Kevin, but if you look at it objectively and circumstantially, if they beat us, they go to the finals. If they go to the finals, tough to see Durant going here, which he said on my podcast too. Okay, so that if the by by that same logic, if the Warriors win the finals this year, does that make it more or less likely that he leaves? It's a great question. Like, I do think, you stay and you say, I think he, I think, I think he's going to leave. I think he's going to leave. Years, they'll look back at this team and say, that's the best team ever because we won you know, five or six titles. He would be the first guy who ever left a champion like that and just went to another team who was the best player on that team. This has never happened before. Now I think he's going to do it. You think he's the best player on Golden State right now? He's either 1A or 1B. He's 1B for me. Really? You have Curry over Durant? Curry, yeah, I have Curry over Durant. 
Really? Yeah. Kree is the Warriors. Durant's yeah. a better two-way player. I don't know. Now, it's, a good, it's a good argument. It's hard to say. Draymond said, somewhere in the back of your mind, you're definitely thinking, hey, if we lose this, there's no shot at Durant. Interesting. <laughs> All worked out for Draymond. You know what I mean? Like, in the, in the telling, it's like, everything works out. I mean, like, so if they win the, the, the Cavs game, does he not send that text message? I, I like that. Does he, they win he game seven in text. Oakland. Does he not send the text message? We need you. I don't think he sends it. What's he need? He's got champagne bottles in both hands. He's not sending a text. The crazy thing is, is that if Durant He's leaves the Warriors corks. and the Warriors have to do some sort of rebuild, or not even a rebuild, but a reconstruction, the, the, the guy who's going is Draymond. So he he basically like accelerated his own departure from Golden State by doing this in some ways. I mean, he walks out of there with what four rings. But yeah, it all it all turned out okay yeah. for Draymond, I yeah. would say. Like what's Draymond got left in the tank? So in my book, I did the 33 biggest what ifs ever mm-hmm. in the NBA, counting them down. And I think number number one was Bowie over Jordan. Just what does the NBA look like if that doesn't happen? And there's some other good ones. It was that's one of my favorite chapters in that book, because you can just read it now. It's the same chapter. But a lot of like, what if Kareem had signed with the ABA? And just you go all the way through. I think this, what if the Thunder had won this game is a top 10 what if now. Yeah. Because it directly swings the next two finals and probably this third finals too. It completely changes the 73-win Warriors team we had. It ends the OKC thing. But now the OKC thing is revived with Paul George. They don't, Indiana doesn't trade him. You know, if Durant's on OKC, where does Indiana trade Paul George? It 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 just affects like nine different teams. Yeah, it it's also ch- changes the paradigm of team building in the NBA. I mean, like by signing Durant, it goes. You, you see all these NBA GMs say like, "Okay, I guess I have to." What would what did, what did Daryl say? Like, uh, change the risk profile. Like, yeah. yeah, I have to basically go into the tax now, get rid of all the assets I might have in the future because there's I have to put together a five that can play with that five. You put a yeah, put a gun to everybody's head all mm-hmm. the time, basically, and then. uh you know, it led to Durant having a really interesting next couple of years as a, as a public person and a human being from all the podcasts I did with him to the weird Twitter thing to all the weird press conferences he's had. And um, and even the way that this seems to be playing out at the end of Golden State. I mean, like between the fight yeah, with Draymond, the, fight like with Draymond. the video, video that got shared, uh, we're recording this at the end of February, but the video got shared last night of... The Warriors are having like basically a team huddle. Everybody's got their hands up. They're like, all right, go Warriors. They run off and Durant shows up like 10 seconds later, stretching and walking out behind everybody, which could just be. It just could have been him. Yeah, that could be his, his, his sort of ritual. But at the same time, I I just think that it's, it's been such like a weird, it's weird that this is a detour for him. It feels like when it has resulted in so many titles. And it, I don't think it was initially meant to be a detour. I think it eventually became a detour. Mm -hmm. Once I think he realized that this was always going to be Curry's team. Um, I agree with this. Okay. I, I mean, I don't think anybody's wrong here. Like him, it was worth it for him to go to Golden State. He enjoyed it. The back-to-back uh, uh, yeah. finals appear uh, MVP, yeah. pretty good. It's an unprecedented run for for, for uh, Golden State. I mean, the second part of this "what if" is what does Golden State do if he doesn't go there that summer? If he goes to Boston or if he just stays in OKC, here are the free agent possibilities. I went through, I looked it up. Harrison Barnes, just bring him back. Mm-hmm. Al Horford, Hassan Whiteside, Nicholas Batum, 
Chandler Parsons, Kent Bazemore, they would have had to replace him with some sort of wing. However that plays out is not a good outcome. I don't know. It feels like... Harrison Al- Barnes probably comes back. I think Horford. I think they would have really dug in I think they go with yeah, Steel Because that, that just fits that profile. They're, they're, they've always been like a cerebral team, notwithstanding like yeah. they just have these warrior. two great shooters that that's not a very thoughtful, you know, you don't need to be smart to shoot from 30 feet, but... yeah. Uh, Deion Waiters Award. Best heat check. Does this go to Deion Waiters? Somehow Deion Waiters didn't win his own award. <laughs> what, what, you know it was a bad game when Deion Waiters can't win his own award. Canner? Terrible. Who, did, who gets it? Not Canner? Well, there's two. There's Canner's pretty good, but it, it, Iggy gets it. <sighs> okay. Incredible defense last five minutes. Makes the crazy layup with two minutes left. Switching hands in traffic. What a best of time, worst of times for Iggy over the, the two next big couple weeks there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, he that that was the other guy at the outset of the podcast. We were talking about how I was stunned by the way two guys looked. He's the other guy. I mentioned Draymond, but Iggy also was uh, just so athletic. an unbelievable yeah. had that specimen. That, no, he's, he had Sixers juice. Yeah, he really did juice. Athletic. Wait yeah. a minute. Does somebody the, say whoa, juice? What Jesus, is, come on, Chris. Hold on now. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but he flew around the court. He flew. He he was the, those turnovers inside the last yeah. three minutes. All his doing, all his vision. They didn't even have that much Livingston out there, did they? He was bad in this game. Yeah. Um, the other heat check candidate is Curry's parents. Great performance by them. <laughs> really good. Cut to them. They're just in a sea of crazy Mom, Oklahoma City Mom, fans. Yeah. Mom's Aisha's going nuts. Going She's high-fiving. Yeah. Peak Mrs. Curry yeah. during that. Uh, the Grady Little Award for biggest coaching fuck-up. Another new category Gee. for here for the rewatchables. Okay. Did you, is it, should it not be Grady Little? No, that's fine. I just was like, I mean, like. Is there a Philly wh- one you want to name it after? No, there's not. <laughs> there's the, the Andy Reid Clock Management Award. Andy Reid Clock, yeah. God. We could do that, I guess. Uh, it's something Billy Donovan did, but I don't even know how to isolate no, it. No, I think it's what he didn't do. Or it's, what he didn't do. You it's, know, like, there, there's got to be a timeout or something in that last three and a half minute stretch when you know you have to get a bu- bucket where everybody, like, Take a breath, guys. How much does he stagger Durant and Westbrook? I think they play the whole fourth quarter, right? They both played like 44 minutes. Yeah. I got to say, Kerr had a couple great timeouts in the first half when things were unraveling and he just saw it and stiffed it out. Yeah. Which I think when you're on the road, you really have to try to stagger the game and control it that way with the timeouts. I would have personally done more hack a bogut when Thompson and Curry got going. That would that was my biggest fuck It's up. wild how much the game slows down in that second half is but even in the fourth quarter especially with fouls like yeah. the first quarter is it's like watching like a nolan richardson arkansas game it's like it's so up and down and Would then you gone smaller because the problem I, is waiters was that, playing like crap and so was yeah, Foy. so yeah. it's like right what do you they do? just literally didn't have the guys they put yeah. morrow out there for five minutes and i think he just like missed two shots and they gave up probably i never understood the anthony morrow thing Remember because that? they were always no, looking for that People skeleton like, key 50 like, three-point shooter when it's like that guy sucks what are yeah. you talking about right. another new award who do we give that to so the who do they get who gets just something billy donovan did at some point. I liked what House said. What Billy Donovan didn't do okay. was the great little award. Okay. I he had it's it was basically all the institutional offensive malaise that their offense was came to manifest itself in the last five minutes. So he wins it for that. New award. Best chemist. Hmm. 
Best guy in the bench, just best performance by a bench guy, just being a chemist, just <laughs> just doing the Walter White. Maybe I call this the Walter White award. Uh, it goes to Verja. I yeah, thought Verja really. was incredible. He's goofy the, hair, the dude. Hair is yeah. the thing. He is. had a couple spins during the Clay's three. I thought it was the great. Clay three. Like their bench is reacting like yeah. it's a dunk contest. And yeah. all you can really, to me, all you can see is his hair. So that's why it's got to be Verja. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, great. So he wins the first Walter White award. Another new category. Best half big big picture take. This is where I just throw a half big big picture take at you, and you guys have to decide whether you're buying it or selling it. I think this was the first of an era of that's happened in the three point era. Um, three friendly team, th three point shot yeah. friendly teams falling apart in do or die games. Teams that relied on the three. What did they, so the Thunder, where were they three in three-point attempts that season? Three for 23. They didn't take a lot of threes that game, but it was more like when a team just going cold. Yes. It seems like it's happening more and more. That This is why it's a half-baked take. The last five years where it's like everyone's playing so hard, outside shooting, we take it for granted, but then it's really a fucking coin flip whether you have it or not. Didn't that happen to the Rockets in game six? <laughs> well, Rockets <laughs> last year. Yeah. Celtics last year. Yeah. Um, Utah Clips, Game Seven, the Clips they, they that happened with them. But they, there's times where it's like sometimes those threes become hard. You take them for granted yeah. for a hundred games, and then in the biggest game of your season, it's like, oh yeah, that's you think a about it a footer. little bit more. You think about know, half big take. That no, I, I like it. Is there some meat on that one or no? I do. I do. I, I am interested in the question that Chris asked. Like, what was OKC's average number of threes taken in a season? Let's see. I we that. can look at. I'm going to look at that right now. Over the course of the season. Over the course of the season, you want? Yeah. How many did they take a game? Because 23 feels like a lot for that team. Okay. I got it, Chris. 35% um, from three that year. So that's they right, took right on the number. 1945 in 82 games. So like 25 a game. Yeah. Okay. They were the 17th most attempts per game yeah. in the league. Yeah. Live by the three, die by the three. That's true. Oh, by the way, this, this is another example. Game seven, 2016 finals. Curry and Clay, six for 24 from three. Hmm. That's Kobe numbers. Just meet there. I don't know what that take is. The Tim McCarver Memorial Broadcast Team <laughs> Complaint Corner. Let's do it. God, I say this with as much respect as I can muster in my entire body. I really needed Harlan for this game. Harlan might have lost his mind, though. I needed Harlan or Gus Johnson. Marv, God bless him. The best basketball announcer of all time. He's in his mid-late 70s in this game. The excitement that he was able to get to did not match the fourth quarter of these threes that Clay Thompson was making. I do feel like Harlan would have blacked out. So Gus... I I'm a Gus Gus dies ride or die for Gus, but it would have been like the Will Ferrell sketch where the teleprompter breaks and he's just got a pitchfork out and he's got like his tie around his head. Like I think Gus would have just been like the weatherman is dead, cave painting on like the court. Like he was just like, no, we have to start a fire. <laughs> like <laughs> Harlan would have been Harlan's out of his the happy mind. medium. Yeah, C Web was was just not very good. Well, in this, that, this is the thing. I Because I... Durant's terrible, and none of them even really mention it in the first half. Is Reggie on there too, or is it just C-Web? I it can't remember. Just okay. I have a different feel uh, for Marv. Marv, I was thrilled when I started watching that Marv had the game because, you know, it, to all of my life, the Marv Marv's games are the most the important no, yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's like hearing Summerall but call that, a classic football game. By True. contradistinction, I was 
greatly disappointed that Chris Webber was the color. I was yeah, like, is yeah. this an audition? Why is Chris <laughs> Webber sitting yeah. here? And he just, again, in that same vein, why are you, he talks so much, just so much Chris Webber talking. It is, and, and is not really saying that It's much. good that it wasn't Van Gundy, because Van Gundy would have just been like, I don't know how you call that. You know, like, <laughs> right. it's just yeah, like, it's while Clay is shooting threes, he's arguing about like a, a verticality well, ruling. <laughs> Breen did the game, the Curry game in OKC that year. When Curry did the pull up, yeah. like 35 footer, yeah. and he says, We don't have bang, bang. He did like the double bang him. <laughs> so, like for this Clay Thompson game, I think he would have like triple banged triple the, bang. 11th. the 11th one would have been a triple bang. Um, Apex Mountain. All I have for this is Clay. But Cl- right. not Sacramento uh-huh. for Clay? No, the, the stakes for this. This was like, this felt like it saved the 73. This is one of the most clutch shooting performances in the history of the But the funny the thing about it is I don't feel like his reputation has changed since then because Durant arrives and it kind of flattens Clay out a little bit. Like he's I still incredibly... Is, I think it's the Clay Thompson game. Yes. It is the game widely credited as pushing Durant out of OKC. Um, 73 win Warriors coming off a title. I think it's the game that confirms that he's going to make the Hall of Fame. Clay Thompson? Yes. Wow. Yes. Clay Thompson's going to make the Hall of Fame. Any other Apex people? I kind of weirdly want to put Adams on here. It's, I loved Adams I, I, in this game. Arguably Cantor's Apex. Okay. <laughs> so Cantor was four for five in this game. Yeah, plus 15. I actually, this is pre-can't play Cantor. <laughs> this was, I actually had this in What's Age the Worst, and I accidentally skipped over it. Like, why, like, why didn't Cantor play more in this game? They, they couldn't, nobody in the Warriors could guard him. I know. He played like 11 minutes. Do you think that that was, it's kind of like in the fourth quarter when a football coach just stops running, even though they've been running all game. And it's like, I just can't, Can't, I can't watch this. So I have to just like have my guys chuck it. Any more uh, Apex Mountains for you, House? No. Luke Walton? It's on the bench there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's in James McAdoo? Some good high fives? No. Chris DeMarco? Yeah. Andy Varejao's hair. Chris DeMarco. Yeah. Chris DeMarco, Apex Mountains. Uh, funniest in-game network promo didn't have one, but I have this monitoring this for when we do future sports rewatchables. I was hoping for like coming up on TNT starting in this fall and some terrible yeah. show that went away, but they didn't have that. The emotional conclusion of Rizzoli and Isles. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. <laughs> uh, new category. Hottest retroactive take that you wish you had had in the moment. Mine was playing as Cantermore. Okay. I wish I wish I had really hit that one hard on Twitter. Morenus, you should have played twenty five minutes. Give me Morenus. <laughs> and do you have a hottest retroactive take? Basketball was better then. Oh, oh. wow! That wow. that that's closer to like the kind like I just kind of like you know why you feel that way because we grew up with both of those teams. Yeah, like you said before we had ten years with that OKC team. And really that Warriors team was brewing since Clay joined them in 11. And it felt like these two teams that had been together for a while and had real familiarity and now was culminating in this game. I love, I love now the it's NBA, fucking but it's a little, it's, and it's, it's a little, AU. there's also some baseballification of it where it's like, oh, congratulations. You guys solved it. You know, you solved basketball and like, let me know when you move the three point line back three feet. I'm, it, I don't mean that. I'm you just, like the flaws of this game. Yes. I like the flaws. I like the like, Oh crap. Two guys are standing in the same place. What are we going to do? I, I know it's imperfect. And, but just like watching, you know, these guys be harvesters and just destroy everything in front of them. Now it's, it's kind of like, all right. House. I, this is always my, my same hot take. So it's not like it's a, 
uh, out of out of left field. I want there. I want somebody on Oklahoma City to post up inside of three minutes. I want KD to have his back to the basket against, inside of three against three a minutes. mostly short team. Yes, yeah. I want. This is I'm, I'm begging. This is the same take I've had. I probably had this take for 15 years. Yeah. Post effing KD up inside of the last or three ha- minutes, or even part of the problem with that team so much was getting the ball to KD. Yeah, because in that last few seconds, doesn't Westbrook throw the it. The, it Curry yeah. gets the interception because he's yeah. trying to hit throw a cross court pass to Roberson. Right. It's just like why not Dur- Durant can just bring the ball up. How about yeah. that? We could try to start start the offense. Best unintentional comedy moment. We I stepped on it before when that girl does the oh, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> yeah. It's really kind of funny. Um sorry, OKC fans. Probably unanswerable questions. What was it like to leave that arena? Tell, tell that. Tell your Tyler story. Tyler, so our buddy Tyler Parker, who's appeared in Take Hunter and a couple of other Ringer videos, and is a, you know Oklahoma Thunder devoted fan, was telling me that he this is among the saddest nights of his life that he saw the game in a Princeton bar, and that he ref, at the end of the game refused to shake the hands of a guy he was with who was a Warriors fan, and then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to say this later. Almost got arrested for public urination, <laughs> which I think is really representative of how I think you could have arrested Oklahoma City for public urination that night. That's how I think it felt to leave the arena. It had to have been like just the saddest play. Like it's it's terrible to lose a game like that anyway. But then to not know if you're ever going to see Durant again, and then you have no other team. Well, they didn't know. Like if this happened Walking with the Wizards, out, you'd at least be like, "Well, all right, we still have the Caps, or we still have the Nationals." Like the no, worst the thing was hanging. The over worst this. gut punch I've Not I've seen really a lot of gut punch though. losses, but bit. like one of the worst was when Ryan Howard blew out his Achilles against the Cardinals on the last at bat against the Cardinals. And, oh my God, that and was I, horrible. And I remember just like kind of. But I don't think they were that they were not that close to beating the Cardinals. Like it wasn't like they were up on the Cardinals and that happened. I can't talk about baseball games involving the Cardinals. <laughs> I have too many bad mem- moments and I've obviously had a lot of bad history. ones. We've had some good ones too, but I I wrote about this in my book that when the Magic Skyhook game and then Bird missed the 3 by like a centimeter. Yeah. That would have won it and that was like the saddest most just like traumatized crowd I've been in, I think. I'm trying to think if there's any been ever been a worse crowd for I wasn't at the two terrible Red Sox losses. The historical ones. Wasn't yeah, I think that was the when you're in a crowd like that, like I was at the two Super Bowl, the Giants losses, but there's so many Giants fans yeah, right. where people are happy. When you're in a crowd sorry Kyle. <laughs> um when you're in a crowd like that where every single person is completely unhappy and devastated and you're all just kind of sadly filing out and yeah. it's just like eerie. It's really like there's nothing like it. So I, I guarantee it must have been like that. They're all Nationals losses for me. <laughs> there are three. Yeah, the Nationals yeah. had a bunch in, of them. Incomprehensible losses. And b- baseball is excruciating because yes. those games are four hours. And, and then just, it ends. Yeah. Unless, unless it's seven hours and you lose in the 18th <laughs> right. in the playoffs. <laughs> um, another unanswerable question. Do you think Durant, one of the reasons he sucked in this game was because of the Warriors thing and just, like, so, was, was Durant's mind in the 100% right spot in this game because of the pressure of, if we lose this, I'm probably once leaving. once where they're like, this could be his last home game. I think it comes up maybe once in the broadcast. Well, we, we were about to launch the ringer around this time. Do, 
House is underrating like how much we talked about Durant's yeah. free agency and where he might go. I mean, this was definitely like this could have been his last game. I think that was part of the that that's different from saying that he had an idea about going uh, to Golden State. Well, I that wonder may have like affected. LeBron sucked in fourteen, like in that Miami series mm-hmm. when he had one foot out the door. LeBron sucked in two thousand ten in that Cleveland series when he had one foot out the door. I do wonder if there's some psychological, either you really want it to go right because you know it's your last run. You want to do everything right, so you start acting a little bit different, or I don't know. It's another half-baked idea. I don't think so. I think uh, he felt a different kind of pressure that he was putting on himself to to get his team across the goal line. I don't think that he was thinking about a future uh, away from Oklahoma City. I think, and I'm not saying anything about a future. I'm saying when you know, like this might be it. This is your last chance to do right for these people, and you start trying because he had never taken more shots in a playoff game ever. this, This is my criticism of. Uh, first Billy Donovan, and then by extension, the the OKC organization. If you have this guy who at that point in, in the NBA was the top two or three, second or third best player in the entire NBA, and you know what the circumstances are, you're, you're coming into game six. This is the the, the game that's, that's going to change the direction of the franchise. Where is the level head that's sitting down with him and saying, "Let's let's think about this and and you know, yeah. put you a know spin what the level head though is? It's like I I thought about this exact thing last night, and it made me look at just this the last you know fifteen twenty seasons of Spurs seasons, San Antonio Spurs seasons, and the thing you realize when you look at that is how remarkable it is by how many failures they were able to to, to like Especially absorb thirteen, yeah. Oh, like, six was terrible. They they and sometimes it's like they win the finals and then they lose in the first round the next year, or they yep. lose in the second round, or like some guy on their team like gets a devastating injury in a playoff year when they were had the best team in the league. And they yeah, they lose one of the most heartbreaking finals and then they come right back the next year. And it I that's kind of what you lose when guys when there's more player movement, is that there isn't that like learning from the losses. And there's not that we can absorb huge disappointments and try again. But who are the constants there? It's funny that you mentioned the Spurs. I, yeah. Who are the con- it's the best organization. It's been Pop and Buford for the entire run. So where who's setting like that that um, institutional authority? Buford I said. No, I'm kidding. How dare you? Well they, you know, they modeled Oklahoma City off of San Antonio. I mean, Presti modeled it off of that and they thought and they I mean, I, we have not mentioned James Harden this entire time. It's I when you talk about breaking the record <laughs> I, I'm sure anyone thinking about this would have thought Harden would have come up. We're, we're now like hour 15. <laughs> so proud of us. Bill Simmons and I did it. Yeah. And it wasn't even minutes. him. I think yeah. we could have gotten Allen. I, almost net, so I had two more probably unanswerable questions, and that was one of them. Does Harden win this game for them? No, just like imagine James Harden in this yeah, game. You know it would have been fun? It's actually, James Harden they, in, the, in the Deion Waiters, Randy Foy spot. Yeah. I mean, this is the Harden trade coming back to absolutely murder them, pillage them, and leave their dead body by the side of the road. Right. Deanne Waiters, Randy Foy. I'm going to read their stats right now. House, any <laughs> oh, comments? Oh, boy. Here we any go. Any comments, House? This is going to be bad. This is, I feel like I like I kept you clean, and then you you found like one rock of mess you know underneath your couch cushion. Do you know your, your, your demographics? <laughs> and now you're case. talking about Randy Foy's box what, score. What Deanne the... Waiters, Randy Foy, <laughs> Anthony Morrow. Those three guys played a combined 47 minutes and they were one for six from the field. The Harden trade was like, 
rear like alien rearing its ugly head coming out of the stomach. Yeah, I mean three for twenty three from behind the arc. They make three more of those to win. You just write right right off the the good people of Oklahoma City. They they just they don't listen to the ringer. They don't listen to your podcast. Eh, they don't. We'll be fine. There's other cities. Uh, last unanswerable question. I'm going to take a dramatic pause before I ask this one. Yeah, it was a heavy sigh. I was in the camp of, I like that Durant went to the Warriors. I like watching great basketball. I love watching great team. I watched this game, and I'm actually bummed out that this just didn't stay the Warriors. I really love the 73-win Warriors. That was my 100 biggest takeaway from this game. I was like, I just fucking like this. We're I coming like up. Curry and Clay and weird Harrison Barnes over in the corner. And Draymond, and it's like if they just gotten a couple role guys, I could have rolled with this team for 15 years. I'm, and I hope it comes back next year. We're coming up on the three year anniversary of standing in the Liberty Bar in Austin, Texas, and watching them get to 73. It was over Memphis, right? Yeah. And I remember, I was like, I'm going to remember where I was for like the rest of my life for this game. This is the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. This team. It's so funny. The team that I wanted to come back was Oklahoma City. I loved the challenge that they posed to Golden State. They weren't worse than Golden State. Yeah. They were every bit the match. They just had, again, this what I call an institutional failure. I expected the morning of July the 4th when I woke up that KD was going to announce that he was re-signing with Oklahoma City. He was going to run it back. And again, the, the vehicle could have been a two-year option, you know, whatever it was going to be. But that team was great. They annihilated the Spurs. They were right there. I wish to, we to could mount send that, that team with Brad Stevens coaching or with right. Like, right. Well, think about right. like what we just saw with Milwaukee when we yeah. did the Joe Prunty to Coach Bud upgrade, yeah. which is literally worth twenty wins for them that they changed those co those coaches. Uh, I just miss this team. I miss the energy of just a team fueled around two guys who can make twenty threes in any game together. You're talking about Golden State, yeah. yeah. And then I miss. The flaws of OKC. I miss having these flawed, great teams. Yeah. And I feel like you, it's like what you said before, you look at the teams now, Philly's probably the closest we have to like, oh, that's weird. Ooh, you're going to play all those guys together? Oh, your point guard can't shoot? Oh, and Bede's 25 feet away? So I guess they're the new OKC. Congratulations, Chris. Thanks. <laughs> Congratulations for that. Uh, I can't even. I want to. Come but I up do with like having flawed teams that are like, ah, I wish they didn't do that. But I, I mean, honestly, love watching go back anyway. in time. I mean, like the like just the, even this that year that we're talking about. I guess wait, was this that year? Sixteen. Is that so? No, it was the next year. Is Isaiah Thomas? I mean, like, yeah. You you. Well, we had him in sixteen too. Yeah, but yeah. like, I mean, the there there was just like the teams were a little bit more funky. You know what I mean? Like they just felt a little bit. Utah's funky now. Like I I like when. They play like Gobert and, and favors with Ruby out. It's Wasn't like, this what Johnny, the fuck is John this? Wall jumping up on the players? The 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 that scores table. That's seventeen. Yeah, yeah. That was the greatest basketball moment of House's last thirty five years. <laughs> well, it's definitely John Wall hitting a three. And it's jumping definitely the, the highlight of John Wall's career. There's not going to be anything that exceeds that. John Wall jumping on a table. I have Bob Kraft jumping on a table. <laughs> Too soon. Sorry, Kyle. Uh, who good. won the game? Uh, Draymond Green. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Dray Draymond Green won. Andre. Draymond Green wins this game? Yeah, because he, he gets the turnover and then he gets the signature. Oh, wow. I was going to say Clay Thompson because it's too. a Clay Thompson game. It is Clay. I, I, I would also countenance uh, Iggy, though, because he had the two mm -hmm. steals. So, best supporting actor is Curry, but then 
What is what is what is Iggy's award? Uh, He's just like Harvey Keitel. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, my feeling is if the game is named after you, you win the game. Okay. Pretty so that's sure. it for Play Sports game. Rewatchables. Hey, if uh, you have any suggestions for categories, you can uh, you can tweet Nephew Kyle at, at TomShady300. I love when people send him tweets. Or join our Rewatchables group, and it's on Facebook, and you can go on there and maybe suggest one or two of them. We're going to keep tinkering with this. I don't know if this is going to be a feed or not. I guess we'll let you guys decide if you liked it or not. But uh, Chris Ryan, Joe House. Always a pleasure. Thanks Kevin Durant, me, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. If you love this Rewatchables podcast, listen to our actual Rewatchables feed because we have our own feed for the movies we love. Did broadcast news this week. You can subscribe to that right now. Thanks to Allbirds. They make stylish, comfortable footwear designed for life's everyday adventures like the Allbirds wool runners made from wool. These shoes look great. The design is super simple, perfect for in the office or out on the town, or in my case, at a really muddy soccer tournament two weeks ago where they gave my feet protection and kept me warm. Head to allbirds.com to get your own very special pair of soft and cozy wool runners. Back later in the week with two more BS pods this week. We're gonna be covering uh, NFL free agency, the Patriots, yes. Adam Humphreys, maybe Kyle. Sure, sure. Tampa, you've seen this guy. No. Really good advanced stats. I've never been more excited for Patriots free season for a off season. Yeah, off season. Michael Bennett, Michael gonna, Bennett, Martellus Bennett. Looks What's like up with Trey Josh Flowers Gordon? Yeah, Trey jo Flowers. Is Flash coming back? I mean, they're playing for his stuff, right? I think they're paying for all his uh, get well soon stuff. If Flash comes back, he vaults into your all time favorite he already is he can't he, he got a ring bill he's a super bowl champion he is a super bowl champ i hope That's he doesn't sell it uh, <laughs> josh gordon we need you come back please please danny ambadola welcome home my friend please come back michael bennett welcome to the team marty bennett you should have been a super bowl here he got interfered with it led to the to the first and goal touchdown but that's fine mm. or second and goal whatever it was uh the bennett brothers come on in we welcome all the champs Back on Tuesday with more in the BS Pod. Until then.